Yeah, no, it's, it's something I, I think it's I think it's important when you when you feel like you know you don't feel like you don't have people that you can trust or you can rely on. I think it just puts a lot more on your shoulders and that just weighs on you. And we have a tendency to, you know, think about the negatives or the things that are bringing you down. And over time, that, sh that shit just weighs on you. So I think having sounding boards of people that you can go to, to, to bounce things off can release some of that pressure and, you know, give you a safe place to, to work on figuring out how you're going to overcome or problem solve that situation you're in. Welcome to the Key and Mang audio experience where you're here from two up and coming therapists looking to enhance the lives of listeners by addressing health, wealth, lifestyle, and overall growth. Tune in to hear the latest lessons learned on the Key and Mang audio experience. This episode is brought to you by Varela Financial, the experts in student loan repayment solutions. Not sure what to do with your student loans? That's how we felt before scheduling the free call with Varela Financial, where they helped us create plans based on our lifestyle and goals. For more information, check them out at www.varelafinancial.com or click the link in the description to schedule your free call today. Welcome back to the latest episode of Key and Mang Audio Experience. I'm your host, Key, as always, joined by my fellow co-host, Mang. Mang, what's up? What's good, Key? How are you? I'm good. How are you? I, I can't complain. Can't complain. Good. I like your hat. You finally brought uh, it back, GB, GBD uh, game. <laughs> yeah, shout out GBD real quick, real quick. <laughs> All right, so Meg's birthday isn't until a couple months from now, but today, before he starts to feel like an old man, he's going to share his 28 lessons he has learned from his 28 years of life so far. So, Meg, start with your first lesson. What's, your, what's the first one? <laughs> All right, number one. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna let that that comment slide. Uh, I might come back to it later today. But um, number one, you don't have to do it all alone. Um, I think for for me, I've always been used to, you know, setting my mind to something and it gets done. Like if I set my mind to something, it's gonna get done. Uh, it's always I've always been like it's me, me myself and I. And I gotta do what I gotta do to get that thing done. And I understand you know that that works, but it also takes a longer time to get to that angle because you don't have people that you can rely on, people that you can trust to help you get to where you're trying to get to. Uh, there's people that have been probably been to where you're trying to get to. And if you can find those people, then it can expedite your process of, um, of growth, of learning, of experience, and you can avoid some of the mistakes that other people made early so that you don't have to make them. So then you can, you know, move on to bigger and better things, but also like the bigger mistakes, the bigger problems. And then once you can solve those and you just keep keep on solving, keep on, um, you know, fig figuring out those things. So I think for me, that's been a, one of my big shifts is understanding that you have people that a lot of connections and I can use them or rely on them. And hopefully it's the same thing. It's not just a one-way relationship. It's a, it's a two-way thing. And they can come to me with things that they think I'm, the right person to, to come for and I can give that same advice that I would expect someone to give me in that situation that I'm trying to get into. I like that. Can you tell a recent experience where you had to like kind of use that mind shift instead of thinking to go alone, you kind of use the resources you have to get other people's help to make it more efficient? Yeah, so um, in, the, in the job hunt right now, um, I had 
I've been looking for for places that I felt like were gonna help me me grow as a clinician and be able to you know start building for my future. And so I had reached out to a couple of places, and I was like, "Hey, I I'd gotten pretty good feedback on what I was where I was heading," and then I was like, "Hey, I can't commit to this because moving away from Alaska is gonna be." super far and I want to make my parents to get older. I want to make sure that I'm close enough to to be able to if something were to happen that I can I can get back and, and make sure I, I do what I gotta do. Um and explaining that like I normally would have kept that to myself but being upfront with that and explaining that they were like, yeah we get it. Here are some places that are closer to the West Coast, uh, closer to Alaska that you could get into. So being able to um one be vulnerable, I, I guess, and open up to the people that I'm talking to and having that trust with them, because there are people that were doing what I wanted to do, um, and they helped me find other opportunities that I might not have been able to get by myself or open the door because I didn't have that connect. So I think that's a uh, that's the one that comes to mind. Yeah, I like that, um, and I think that it says a lot about that person too, because a lot of times, like if you can't, I guess, commit to what they want you to, they're like kind of brush you off and, and don't want to help you. So I guess that that like shows that person's character. So I think that's a good relationship to have either way. Mm -hmm. Number two, keep your circle small. Um, I, I guess this kind of builds off number number one, but I'm not really the type to, to put everything out there about me. Like I'm very like low key private. Like I don't be posting too much. You don't know what I'm doing. I kind of just in my own little space. And um, I mean, I think there's benefits to that, but I also think that, you know, I sometimes I have a hard time opening up to opening up about things that are really bothering me. So I, I found that being able to talk things out or write things out or just do recordings of audio recordings or video recordings of how I'm feeling and having a way to to use that as a have a have something or someone to bounce things off of has been super super nice and I don't do it for I only have a couple people that I, that I trust with like stuff like close stuff to me but I know it's not good for me to keep it to keep it all in and I, I need to have a way to channel that what I'm feeling and I, I've really over the last couple of years have really like found those people that I really trust. And, you know, I can tell them every, anything and, um, you know, they can expect the same from me, but I think it's really been helpful for my, for my mental health because I be in my head sometimes and always thinking about the worst possibilities and just having someone I can be like, Hey, is what I'm thinking. And it can tell me I'm crazy. Tell me I'm overthinking too much and kind of bring me back down to, Earth, I think is uh has been very very helpful for sure yeah you definitely I noticed you do that a lot more like you said the voice though and it's like two minutes and I'm like oh god what is name thinking <laughs> <laughs> I think it, I think it's good though I like it yeah no it's, it's something I, I think it's I think it's important when you when you feel like you know you don't feel like you don't have people that you can trust or you can rely on I think it's just puts a lot more on your shoulders and that just weighs on you. And we have a tendency to, you know, think about the negatives or the things that are bringing you down. And over time, that, sh that shit just weighs on you. So I think having sounding boards or 
people that you can go to 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 bounce things off can release some of that pressure and you know give you a safe place to to work on figuring out how you're going to overcome or problem solve that situation you're in. Yeah, it makes you feel lighter. Mm-hmm. It's like journaling, but audio form to other people. Yeah, you know, yeah, your, your yeah. journal doesn't respond to you. Like, you know what I mean? It's just <laughs> <in your> head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I've, I've tried the journaling stuff too i can it's it's helpful but i think just like kind of having someone to give a different perspective is also helpful but find whatever works for you if it's journaling if it's um if it's talking to someone if it's recording videos of you talking to yourself whatever you gotta do to and not bottle everything in and you know let let your emotions out and um do it in a healthy and a healthy space I like it. Number three, just because you didn't grow up with it doesn't mean you can't have it. So, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> um, I mean, growing up, me and my my parents, so it was just, used to be just me. My sister was in Gambia. My brother wasn't born yet. So I used to get, like, all the attention, right? Like, um, I used to call myself my only child, knowing that I had a sister in, in Gambia, but she wasn't here. Um and then, you know, my sister came when I was like seven and suddenly, you know, you got to split between two kids and you got parents working. And so there's a lot of times where I'm not able to, we're not able to go on trips. We're not able to, you know, go beyond sports teams just because of schedules, just because of, um, you know, conflicting, um, conflicting things that, you know, stop you know, what other kids have. So like over the summers, like you hear about kids going to, you know, Europe or Asia. And I didn't get a lot of that. I would go to, um, you know, my family's house in Dallas or New York and spend summers out there. But, you know, the I, I was grateful for it. But a lot of things that I didn't have growing up that some of my other kids my age were getting and whether it's the shoes, whether it's the clothes. And I, I didn't get a lot of that stuff. And just because, you know, now looking back, just because I didn't get that, so it doesn't mean my experience wasn't any better than what they what they got. And I think now looking back on it, now that I'm in a position where I can, you know, kind of splurge on things that are important to me now. So now it's like it's hopping on trips. It's going it's going on a plane. It's going to different places I haven't seen. Um, I still I feel like just with how I grew up now, I don't really care about like designer stuff. But I never, I never had it. I don't really need it. Like, I think I dress fine. <laughs> I got my own swag, but um, I, th- I think, you know, I don't really need the materialistic stuff. But I could have it if I wanted it. But I don't need it. But I think just that early experience growing up with trying to value the things, the experiences, and what I find important, um, I think has been has been really good perspective for me, and I think it puts into perspective the the growth that's just happened over the from seven to to 28 or however long like some of the things I couldn't have earlier I can I can have now but that's just because I've been focused on on what the what the angle is and what I want to accomplish yeah and the fact is I think it's cool that although you didn't grow up with it now you can get it and you still don't want it it's like because I, I haven't had it. So, like, what difference does it make to, make to me now? Mm-hmm. I think that's cool. A lot of people have it, but they really shouldn't have it because they can't afford it. So now, like, you have the 
the privilege to be like, I could do that, but I don't want to. Yeah, it's like it's like how I feel with like alcohol. Like I've never drank before, mm -hmm. I never had, never stepped on anything, and people are like, why? And I'm just like, I've never done it before, so why? I, I don't feel the need to do it now if I've gone twenty something years without it before. Why don't you start now? Like, and plus, the idea of being hungover sounds horrible. And it's not worth it. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, yeah, I'm straight. So that kind of that's you. You said you said what you said. And I was like, that that got me thinking about that too. And like, there's been things that I've been able to get by with for so long that I don't need to start now just to, you know, change the mind of one person or how someone's going to view me. Like, it's not really that serious. Yeah, it's not. There's really no benefit to it. I mean, I do it, mm -hmm. but like honestly speaking, there's no benefit. There's probably more downsides than upsides. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> to <Yeah. be> honest. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, look, to each to each their own though. Like you know, you know yourself, you know what what you need. And yeah, I think it's that's the same for everybody else. They know what they need. Yep. Number four, uh, be good at building relationships. That's kind of building off of number one. I feel like these are all going to build off each other, but you don't have to go through it all alone. I think if you have genuine relationships, then you never know, like, you never know the opportunities that can come your way because someone was thinking about you uh, when you're not when you're not around. Um, if you leave a good impression and you got genuine relationships and someone knows that opportunities would be good for you and knows you're looking for opportunity they're gonna they could name drop you they could point someone in your direction and then it's just about you being ready for when that opportunity comes um but i think just being able to build good relationships it's led to a lot of things i would not have thought possible starting this podcast having lifelong friends lifelong uh partners um being exposed to different things just because of the ability to to connect and talk and get to know people at a deeper than a surface level. So I think, you know, just be good at building relationships and it'll take you to take you a long way. Yeah. And I think that goes for, I want to talk like from like a business mindset, but I realized that like everybody's talking about building relationships and stuff, but I feel like people don't realize that although somebody isn't like may not be able to help you, like become your customer or your client they can still like be of value to you because there's plenty of people who haven't bought for me directly but they like refer people back to me so I think like always keeping that in mind and keeping relationships solid is a um it's a good idea because it may come back to you indirectly and I think people overlook mm -hmm. that aspect mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah I think if you give if you give enough, it's going to come back to you over time. It might not be immediate, but it's going to come back to you. You're leading with a pure, pure intentions and a good heart, I think. And it, it'll come back 10 times, however many times forward when, when it's time. Yeah, it's kind of like the, it's not about who you know, it's about who knows you type of thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what I thought of. Um, number five, use sports to help get you where you need to be. Um, I didn't really understand. I understand this really. My end goal was trying to get to the league. So I was trying to use sports to get to the league. Um, 
<laughs> I used to tell people all the time that in high school that I was going to be in the NBA. Um, and I chased it. I chased it hard. I remember senior year, I, I didn't get any looks. And I, that summer after the senior year and the next summer, my high school coach, like, helped send out a lot of film on me to different, like, junior colleges. But I was also on the in the in the lab like working like hard 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 and my game like it changed a lot from when I was in high school to now got a little more got stronger got a little more athletic but also got more skilled and so it eventually led to um me getting the opportunity to play at the University of Alaska Fairbanks I say play in quotation marks because I was on the team I practiced with the guys but I didn't see the court but it was just an opportunity to see that the work that I had put in, you know, paid off. Like I, I did what a lot of people you know, wish they could get to. Um, and it was cool to be around guys that are like now are pros or, you know, just being around that every day and getting to soak it in and getting to learn and see what it takes to, to get, to get to that point. But once I started to figure out, I was like, Hey, I'm not going to keep, transferring because I, I'm at this point I was uh, heading into my junior year I'm not going to keep transferring to chase this what can I use my love of basketball for what can I use it to how can I still be involved with it and make a career out of it and I'd always had PT in the back of my mind I never had it before though but I once I started to learn that you could be a PT in the, in the NBA I was like oh so I could still be in the league but not like playing but I'm still helping players get to perform at the highest level. And I was like, that's what I want to do. And so I think, you know, my love for basketball, my love for like training and movement, it helped me get to that, helped instill the work ethic, but also helped me explore the possibilities that are out there with that, with that background. And I think if it wasn't for the the time in the gym and the time, the time by myself working out, then it wouldn't, I wouldn't have, maybe I don't, find this field maybe i'm somewhere else doing something else so um use sports to help you get to to where you need to be the game's gonna end at some point and you gotta be ready with a with the plan of how you're going to use that experience to help propel you in your your years 30 40 50 60 70 the time after you're past your peak yeah i love that you said that because i think a lot of athletes especially like basketball players, I always say like basketball players major in basketball because a lot of them like just want to be there for basketball and then don't really have a plan afterward. And I think that having your mind open to like the indirect paths that your sport can take you because your body can only sustain like so much of a like peak performance, like you said. So you do have to have like different ideas of what you want to do. And I think playing sports allows you to get there, like build your skills on the, on the field, on the court, but then also develop your outside skills. So like communication and being able to work as a teammate, things like that. And that transfers well to jobs. But I feel like a lot of athletes keep their like mind too small. They don't, they don't realize that. And then when they graduate, they kind of set themselves back because they didn't get the, prereqs they needed and they didn't have a plan so I feel like sports is a great tool but I feel like a lot of people don't use it the right way because they have this dream of getting to the pros and the highest league and it's not it's not likely for everybody mm-hmm. no I'm saying like don't don't dream big like if you want to go to the pros 
shoot for the pros, but understand that the pros mm-hmm. is not always going to be there. Like you need yeah. to have figure out what else you're passionate about and use the game to help propel you towards those other passions as well. You can still have the same work ethic. You can still be able to be a good leader. You can still work with, you know, be work well with your teammates and push them and they can push you, but use those other attributes to, you're going to travel around the world playing this game. If you make it to sometimes in high school, sometimes in college, sometimes in the pros, use those experiences, use those skills that you've developed as for, as for being a basketball player to, in the other, in the other aspects too, whether it's the communication thing, whether it's, you know, you never know who you're going to meet and you never know what opportunities are going to come up. So just being you and being ready for those opportunities, that's what's going to help set you up for life after the game. Exactly. Cool. Uh, yeah. And I think that that pretty much was like a, my number six too. like, be prepared for the opportunities that come your way. Cause you, you never know when, uh, you never know when an opportunity is going to come up that you might not have expected, but you're ready for it because you've been working towards it and it's going to help you get towards your end goal. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Number seven, learn to love your name. This one, this one was this one was hard for me. It probably should have been number one, honestly, but I just wrote these and how I was feeling. But um, growing up, I used to be, I used to hate my name. I used to be so mad because the kid, I'd always get made fun of because my name was my name was different. I was one of the only black kids in my class and no one heard a name like Fairbank before. And I used to get called all the types of names. And I don't know if just, I don't know. I used to get mad. I used to be like, dad, why'd you name me? Like, why'd you name me this? Why'd you name me after you? And I, I didn't understand. Like, I didn't understand. Um, I was like, but I was tired of getting, he didn't, I also didn't tell them that I was getting made like fun of all the time because I didn't want them to, I was already having trouble making friends, and I thought my parents came in and tried to stick up for me. Then everyone's just gonna be like, "Oh, he's just that cheese, a crybaby, blah 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 blah." And so I was, I was struggling with that. So I just kept quiet. But you start to, as I got older, you start to understand that, yeah, I don't have a, not like John or Kevin. No disrespect to any of the Johns or Kevins out there, but I don't have a name like a lot of other people, and that's, that's what makes that's part of that's part of me and I had to learn to like love my name and love the difference love the uniqueness about it and learn about where it comes from and you know be proud of be proud of what my parents named me what they named me so um that's 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 something that took a while but you know I'll, I'll make sure now that people um know how to pronounce my name know how to say it before I give them the what's your nickname I can't say that I'm like y'all can say some crazy Ebenezer Scrooge. Y'all can say Ebenezer, but y'all can't say Fairman. Like, like, you know what I mean? Like, y'all can say it's just an effort thing. You can put the effort into understand my name. It's not that hard. And then I give y'all like nicknames and stuff. But you, you ain't getting the handout on the if you can't say it. Like, you gonna get it. Yeah, I feel that. Uh, what do you? What did you learn about your name? Like, what does it mean? Because I know I've seen this with like. African traditions like each name means something I always thought it was so cool so what does your name mean yeah so my essentially it's so Fairmang was the first attorney general in Gambia in like the 40s 
So he's like one of the big, like one of the like highest oppositions that you can get. So he's like a very powerful, uh, like warrior, like name. So that's like basically what it means, like powerful warrior, like leader, strong. That's what it. That's what it comes. That's what my dad says it comes down to. So I mean, I, I've tried googling this stuff myself, but it's not a lot you can find on Google. But I've also tried to look up some stuff about that first attorney general. There's not much out there on there on him but you know I've, I've talked to my pops a little bit and that's what he tells me and you know it's his name too so because i'm a junior so i'm gonna I'm take his, his word for it until i'm able to go back and do some more digging because i think might be maybe might be easier to find out more information once like if i was back in gambia versus being here and trying to google stuff where there's not a lot of information um so that, that's what i've come to understand that's cool does that uh, does that make you like move with more purpose? Like, like I feel like when you have a name like that, you know what what it means. It kind of, I don't know, gives you more like intention based on how you move on a daily basis. Yeah, no, I've never really thought about that. No, I think I think for me, it's always been I've always been the same. <laughs> like I haven't really thought about you know. Um, I know it's different. I know it's I know it's special. I know it's unique. And but I don't think that makes me you know, move a different type of way or anything. I think it's still the same. Yeah, because I always see people with, like, names that, meet, like, have meaning behind them. Like, they'll, like, that'll be, like, their favorite word, and they try to, like, I guess, like, embody that all mm -hmm. the time. I don't know. I think it's pretty cool. No, no, I, I get that. I get that. No, I've I've had the question of, is there going to be a Farming the Third, or I'm like, no, nah, it's stopping. It's stopping with me. You don't <laughs> like to do anything? With me. Huh? You don't like the like continuing names? Uh no, 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 no. I, I think that you should have like I get it, like I get why people do it and wanted to continue the tradition, but I feel like there should be some individuality to that person and then they don't have the expectation of have, trying to live up to their dad. If their dad's someone like super up there or has done some super bad things, you don't I don't wanna connect the name to the kid and have that follow the kid for as they're growing up too. I think there should be some individuality. Now I'm not gonna, if, I, if I'm blessed to have kids, it's not gonna be like some basic name, but it's also not gonna be something way, way out there. Like something, I want something that's meaningful also, but it's it's gonna be unique to the kid and they don't, they can kind of blaze their own path and have us there to to guide, but I don't wanna continue the tradition of Fairmang to Ray. I think I can, I can stop it with me and we can start it. Like my family, like we have a lot of, we were not, we use a lot of the same names because a lot of the like grandmas and grandpas have similar names. And so they pass the names on to the kids to, you know, just as a like uh, tradition, I, I'd see nothing wrong with that. I think I would use like my siblings or my grandparents or like their names as middle names, but I don't want to mm -hmm. use them as, as first names. Um, I think I've been, I think that's how it's probably going to play out. I like that. I agree. I always said, like, if the person I have kids with wants to be, wants to name, like, the kid after them, I'm like, hell no. Uh-uh. <laughs> no dingers. <laughs> you could be a middle name. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Why are you, why are you, team? why are you no juniors club? Um, I just don't like the idea. I kind of, 
I kind of would want like the same thing. I didn't really think of it from the standpoint of like if the person was to do something bad and like that reputation carries on. Um, but I just wanted to create something new, like entire new name, like something with meaning. Like I really like the names that you don't really hear often. Um, and I don't mean like, you know, the names that you see on like a piece of paper, you kind of like make an assumption about like people be like, like Obama Nikwa type of thing, <laughs> like nothing like that, but like something with more like, <laughs> like meaning or something. I've always wanted to do that. And I feel like repeating the same name, like just eliminates the ability to do that again. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's my thought process. Yeah, like I haven't met many, like my name doesn't have a meaning. I don't even know where it's from, but I haven't met many people with my name. Yeah, no. Yeah, so I kind of want, I kind of want that. Yeah. So that's all. I like it. No, I like it. I like it. I like it. Um, Eight and nine, I'm going to put together. It's only one you and trust yourself. And Atta, like, it's almost like with getting used to, you know, embracing your name. There's only there's only one me. There's only one key. Like, there's no one else in the world. Even if you had twins, like, there, there's no one else in the world with your exact makeup, your personality, your drive, your, you know, your look, your your thing. And no one else. They can try to emulate it, but it's not going to be like the original. So you got to lean into your gifts, lean into what makes you special, and and embrace that. Um, and I feel like for me, there's the, something that I tell people all the time, like. Yo, trust your gut. If your gut is telling you to do something, like trust it because based on what you've been through in the past and your experiences and the people that you, you know, you decide to confide in, you can use those experiences to help help you make decisions. And at the end of the day, you gotta be good with your decisions that you make. If you find out that later on it's the wrong decision, that's fine. Then you use it as a learning experience and you for the next time a situation comes that's similar to it, then you you use that experience to help make a make a I don't want to say a better decision, but you to help make a decision. And then you just rinse and repeat that process. But you gotta trust, you gotta trust who you are and trust in yourself. And I understand that's gonna be a lot of people coming at you with saying you should do this, you should do that, you should do this, you should do that. You could take it all in, but make that decision yours at the end of the day. Make sure it's you making that decision and not somebody else making that decision for you. Because it's your life. Um, and, and, you know, you don't want to look back at the end of the day and be like, man, I wish I would have done this or man, I should have done it this way, or I should have listened to this person, or I should have gone with my gut this time. You don't want none of that. When you looking back 50 years down the line, you want to know that you put things in your control and you control what you can control. And you made the decisions that you thought was going to make that were best. And if they are great, you run with it and keep making more good decisions. If they're not, you learn from it and you keep it, keep it moving. Yeah, I think more people would be content with knowing they did everything they wanted to do. And even if it didn't work out, like they still saw it through, as opposed to looking back and be like, I wonder how my life would have turned out if I did what I actually wanted to do. Mm -hmm. I think mm -hmm. people will end their life more content that way. Yeah. yeah. Look, we only, we're only here once. So uh, I think looking back and being like, you know, man, I wish I would have, you know, taken that trip or I, I shouldn't have, you know, stuff like that, that you might not get another opportunity because you never know. Tomorrow's not guaranteed. 
and you want to make the most of the of the present also planning for the future but understanding that things can change in the in the blink of an instant so um you know, just trying to trust yourself be good with your decisions and you'll make the you make the best decision for you at that time um number 10 man these are kind of bland <laughs> looking at it believe in yourselves believe in yourself your narratives don't have to follow you so i think there's you know you hear about what success what success looks like in you like it's a lot of money but being black it's athlete it's it's rapper it's you know things that like are entertaining but you don't really hear about people in the stem field or people in um business really like now we're starting to or like real estate or finance whatever the field is um you don't gotta follow the path of everybody else tells you you gotta follow like you can make if you find that you know real estate is something that you want to get into then go get into that uh, you might not find a lot of people like you right now but if you stick with it and able to get good then you can help channeling the bringing the new wave of people who look like you and you can go to the places where you know where you grew up like so if i were like to make it big in the pt world let's say or the business world i would come back to here to anchorage alaska and i would go to my my high school and be like hey this is talk a little bit about my story if they'd have me back and this is how i want to but uh, this is how it's what I went through. This is how I got here. But now I'm at this point and now I'm trying to help y'all get to this point where I'm at. So y'all can make it farther than I did. So you don't have to just follow the, the narrative of a superstar athlete or, you know, an entertainer, but you can branch out to other um, fields and, and make your impact that way for yourself, for your family and for the people coming behind you. Yeah, I love the fact that you're seeing it more often. You're seeing black people, minorities in other fields outside of just entertainment. And I think that is a result of just exposure. Like there's a lot more, you're seeing a lot more of this. So people are like, hey, it's possible. All it takes is that like one person like you coming back, talking to somebody in a high school and then they get inspired and be like, maybe I don't have to play sports. Maybe I could do this. And it just starts from that one moment of exposure. So I think that's so that's so crucial but i'm glad it's happening more now because i hate mm -hmm. that like rapper basketball or like athlete narrative is so annoying yeah like i think it's super cool that kobe was able to go from professional athlete to an oscar winner <laughs> like that's crazy. totally different things Range but, is like, crazy. He, <laughs> yeah but he like he used his love of, of writing from high school and just worked on his storytelling ability and then surrounded himself with people who are good at storytelling and people who are good at production and people who are good at voice acting and people who are good at directing and producing. And all of a sudden it goes from, Oh, like I'm, I'm all right at this. Uh, all right. Well now we went to Oscars. Now we, you know, making plays. Now we making things for kids. And now it's, it's cool to see the, the versatility of the range, but also the importance of being able to chase something that's not traditional. Like writing is not something that you think of as traditional as a, black person like it's not a field that you think of going into but there's so many avenues that you can take it into whether it's music whether it's whether it's uh books whether it's uh production whether it's audio whether it's scripts there's a lot of a lot of different places you can take it but you, you just found what you're passionate about and you know 
make it make it a gift. That also ties into your um, fifth lesson. Use sports to get you where you need to be. I'm pretty sure those same skills that he used to be great at basketball, he used to develop that skill of storytelling. So um, it all comes full circle. Yep. Yep. Number 11, life as a create your own adventure book. You know, you ever read those uh, Goosebumps books and it'd be like, turn to page 26 if you want this to happen or turn to page 42 if you want this to happen. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. I'll well, see. Maybe this is my age. This is, <laughs> this is my age. But there used to be like um, Goosebumps was this like series of uh, like scary, like horror books. And you sometimes they'd be like, you pick the fate of the character. So you read up to a certain point and it's like, if you want this to happen, turn to page 42. If you want this to happen, turn to page 91. And then, yeah, so then you have multiple possibilities of where you could go. So sometimes I would read it to page 42, go to that, flip to that. And if it didn't go the way I wanted it to go, I'd go back to page 42 and be like, all right, what's the other way? Because I did not like how that ended. But um, it just makes me think of, yeah, it just makes me think of, like, Life is not, life is your own, create your adventure book. Um, you have the ability to shape it how you want to. You're going to meet people because of the places that you've been to, whether it's where you go to school, where you work at. You have the opportunity to meet a lot of people who can take you a lot of different places. Um, just for me, like, you know, basketball has taken me to different parts of the different parts of the U.S., different parts of the country. I haven't been out of the world because of basketball, but I think in a way it also could because now getting into the PT world and understanding that, you know, there's physios in Europe and physios in Australia and who are working with pretty high-level athletes and offering courses. Now that gives me an opportunity to potentially go to Europe to go to a conference or to Australia and, and learn from people who are doing big things. So, um I think, you know, we all have the opportunity to create, you know, the life that we want to live. And it doesn't mean that if you pick a page, if you pick a page and it doesn't get to where you want to go to, it doesn't mean that's the end of the story. You just got to, you know, turn the page and start the adventure over again, or not over again, but start a new adventure um, and, and kind of see where it takes you. Um, but you're in, you're in charge of the, of the book that you're writing in. And it doesn't ever have to end. You can rewrite and rewrite the next chapter if things don't go according to plan. Or you can keep the, the story going if it's going how you want it. So um, it's a, it's a create-your-own-adventure book. I like that. I have never heard of that, but that's pretty cool. Because mm. sometimes yeah, I gotta... read things. Yeah, I read things, and I'm like, yeah, I don't like the way that ended. Like, that should end in a different way. And then it just ends, mm. like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, look, you gotta get on the the goosebumps books, guys. Like the classic book fair, those used to be like the the books to get at the at the book fair. I have a couple goosebumps books here, but I never actually read them. Mm. Never good. Yeah, never good. I was reading the Captain Underpants, and it was like the Flipperama, like the back uh, yeah. you see an action figure or whatever. <laughs> that was that was me. <laughs> Captain Underpants. Uh, those were fun though good time yeah fred it's fred and george right and captain underpants right mm -hmm. uh -huh. yeah, yeah. Oh, i remember <laughs> those i remember those <laughs> they have a movie uh, too yeah I, I see that i don't know if i can watch it though i don't know if i can watch it now though no i can't definitely not yeah <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah. Um, number 12. Take the time to tell people how you feel. And this goes back to the first couple. You don't have to do it alone. Keep your circle small. I keep things in. And I get called out for it all the time. And like my cousin Muhammad will tell you that I have a horrible habit of keeping things in. And he has to pry things out of me. And I keep, you know, I, I've been working on it a lot. Um, and, you know, it's, it's gotten a lot better. But I think, you know, just because I'm feeling some type of way doesn't mean that I can't, you know, voice that or I can't share that. I think it's just about making sure that it's done in a respectful way. It's not coming out of trying to hurt somebody or it's just how I'm feeling and trying to be honest about how I'm feeling and, you know, making sure that we have that safe um, communication to be able to have that that conversation. But find that bottling your emotions in, eventually you're just going to crack and it's going to boil over and turn into something that you don't want it to. So getting in front of it early and trying to, figure out why you're feeling that way and what can be done to try and mitigate those feelings or lessen those feelings, but also how you can keep moving forward when you're feeling like down or feeling sad or feeling happy. Like why are you feeling that way and how can we either build on it or how can we change it to make you less, less sad or less unhappy or what do we need to do? So um, taking the time to tell people how you feel. I feel like, is something that I've learned a lot that's really important for me. Yeah, um, I agree. It definitely helps. I, I think I'm okay with that. It's more so with the delivery of how I feel it, but <laughs> <laughs> that's the, it's important though. It is important. Mm -hmm. Number 13, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. I think especially learning like more about the business side, of trying to make something completely yours. You don't have to start everything from scratch. There's people that have systems in place, people that probably serve the people that you want to help. Go, go dig into those people. Go help those people. Go learn from them. Figure out how they get the results that they get. Figure out how they deliver their message. Figure out how they create content. Figure out how they do that stuff. And then you can use those same principles and add your own twist to it, add your own voice to it, add your own colors, add your own flair, add your own swag. But, you know, you don't have to start from scratch and think, oh, I don't want to copy that person. You can copy people. Just understand why you're copying them and then make it your own as you go. And then people are going to take your stuff and you're not, you're not going to get mad because you did the exact same thing when you was coming up. So you now it's your job as you start popping off, you start to help the people coming behind you when they come ask you for questions because you did the exact same thing when you was in their situation. So I think you got to pay it back for it as, as, as you, as you continue moving on up. Yeah. And I think that's totally fine to uh, take inspiration up from other people or take ideas and put your own twist on it because like you said, there's only one you. So there could be a million different brands of water bottles in the store. Like people are going to gravitate so what they like more, it may be like for me, I like the essential water, <laughs> the essential water, just because it's in the, the branding on it, like the colors. Um, mm -hmm. So if you put your own spin on it, people are going to gravitate towards like what they're feeling like. And that all comes down to the twist you put on it. But everything mm -hmm. on the foundation is pretty much the same. You just mm -hmm. got to um, find how to make it your vibe. Exactly. Exactly. Great way to put it.
Number 14, go after what you want. YOLO. You only live once. So I kind of don't want to look back 50 years from now and be like, man, I wish I would have, you know, really chased that, um, you know, that job opportunity or, you know, I wish I would have taken going to the gym harder. Um, I feel like I chased getting playing college and getting to the pro. I tapped into that as hard as as much as I could. And I didn't get to where I was going to go, but it also opened up a lot of opportunities for me down the line that I wouldn't have had without it. So I went all in and didn't get the exact result. But I think in terms of what's going to happen the next 40, 50 years, I think it's going to be a profound, like a big impact based on, you know, just what learning how to go all in on something and what that does for for you. Um, but I think I, I, everything that all decisions that I've made, it's all been, you know, what I want. You know, you got people telling you what they, what they think is successful and what they want. But I think understanding what is success in your eyes, what you want to build and having that be your guiding pole, guiding um, your North star um, to get into where you're trying to, to get to, I think will be is, is good. And I think uh, it's been helpful with how I make decisions and, I know sometimes it's like scary, like going to Boston. Going to Boston was was scary. <laughs> going like as far away from Alaska as I could, but you know, it, I met a lot of people, got connected with a lot of people, and now making another move again. It's scary again because I don't know what's going to happen. But it's what I what I feel like is the best move for me, and I think it's going to help get to where I'm where I'm trying to get to. So um, I only have one life and trying to make the most of make the most of the opportunity that I have yeah I think once you know what you want it's easier to make those decisions despite how scary they may seem mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah I think that's a that's a big thing is knowing what you want once you know what you want then you can figure out the rest but if you don't know and you're kind of all over the place then it's then it's, uh, it's a problem because you feel like you're not going anywhere you're just stuck in quicksand Uh, number 15, expose yourself to as many things as possible. Um, kind of like what we talked about earlier, the importance of exposure, um, whether it's in sports or it's in business, like put yourself in things that you're not used to because you never know what you can take from it and and grow from it and use it to use it down the line. Um, I, I think sometimes we get so stuck in you know our ways that we don't open our eyes to some of the possibilities that that are out there um i think you know i went to amsterdam, amsterdam earlier this year my first time out of the country first time in europe and i was like whoa like this is a way different life of doing things in the u.s but it's also just cool to see how the culture is different and things that how people move and how they talk and you know some of their traditions and what can we now that I've been exposed to that and I want to go some more places and see how else is different and how can we bring some of the stuff back to you know the house or you know the, our ways of daily living to make they seem more they seem more happy out there and I'm like all right so how can we bring some of this back to you know our life to make sure that we happy too on a day on a day to day so I think just trying to expose yourself to as many things as possible things that you know make you uncomfortable things that make you scared I think it's gonna I think it's useful for, you know, growth over time.
what is one or two things that you've been exposed to that has had the biggest impact on your life so far? I want to say just like business overall, like you know, think of like in PT, you think of, you know, working as a PT for forever, for, for the rest of your 40, 50 years. But I think being exposed to like GT and seeing how you can, you can still be a PT, but help a lot of people on the way and still have time with your family, still have, you know, nice things, take vacations, but still became I think I early on I was just like yeah I'm just gonna work as a PT and now seeing thinking about building a family thinking about you know wanting to create experiences thinking about wanting to be there for your wife or for their kids how do you do that you can't do that with a nine to five and I think um I think that's something that I wouldn't have been exposed to like the stuff I'm working on now I wouldn't have thought about if I hadn't been exposed to GT so shout out to GT real quick. Yes. I feel like everybody on the podcast that is in the PT field, <laughs> whether they have like gotten to a different field, they always answer that question with Greg Todd, which is pretty dope. Mm -hmm. That says a lot about him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, number 16, learn Wolof. So that's my uh, one of the native tongues of the Gambian people. My mom speaks well off. My dad speaks Mandinka. And I, you know, it's crazy because I've only been one time and I was four. And my mom says that I, you know, I was picking it up pretty quick. I was speaking well off and I was like, like acting like a, a local. And I was like, I, I've always been able, like, I can't, if someone talks to me, like, I can understand it, but I can't like communicate it back in the language because it feels different. It feels weird. It feels very Americanized. And I know I'm getting judged hardcore whenever I say something back. So I'm trying to work on it right now and, you know, get better. Because I don't want to lose it. I want to be able to pass it down and remember where my family comes from. And um, I think, you know, it's important to, it's important to, you know, to keep these traditions going and not forget where you come from and um, trying to converse with people who are back home who don't speak English, but being able to have conversations with them i've had sometimes <laughs> where i've seen some of like you know people who used to like babysit me and they don't speak the greatest english and start talking to me well off and i understand what they're saying i just can't communicate with them and they're like you see that like smile turn into like almost like sadness because you can't you've lost some of that and you can't connect with them how you used to connect with them and i feel that and i don't want that to continue so i'm working i'm working hard on trying to you know at least get a the basics down and getting over how I sound because who cares how you sound as long as what I'm saying is on point um I think it'll it'll be all right what are you using to learn that are you using like an app are you using your family members <laughs> yeah I think I just family members I'll listen to to how they talk sometimes they'll they'll ask me stuff they'll they'll greet me well off and I'll respond back basic stuff and then after I get to a point where I don't know I'm going back to English because I'm like I I can't continue. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, I've I've seen uh, a course on you on Udemy Udemy I don't know. There's a there's a course on there. I'm just like I just don't know how in depth it goes. I don't know if it covers all that I wanted to cover. That's why I've been kind of 
hesitant about getting into a course right now, but you know, just trying to use, you know, listen to my family members, watch more things and wildlife and see what I can pick up, listen to more music and see what I can pick up there. How do you say it? Wolof, W-O-L-O-F. Okay. And what's the one that your dad speaks? Mandinka. M-A-N-D-I-N-K-A, I think is how it's spelled. That one I have no, I have little to no knowledge of. So I didn't really, I, I didn't really, huh? Sorry, I was going to say, um, is your plan to learn both in the future? No, but then I feel like Mandinka is harder. It's gonna be harder. Yeah. It's gonna be the harder one for me. Cause Which I, one is more common? Uh, I think they're both common. It just depends on where where you grow up in, in Gambia, what mm -hmm. area you're in. Um, but just because I grew up with my mom's uh, growing up, so she she's on the phone all the time talking to her family members and whatnot. So I pick it up that way. My dad wasn't really uh, wasn't really here, so he uh, he tried to teach me, but it just it's not the same when you ain't in it. All the time. Okay, that makes sense. I have the same. It sounds bad because I should probably know Spanish, but I have the same like problem with Spanish. Cause like my dad's black, my mom's Spanish, and she's fluent, but she would like try to talk to us in Spanish all the time, and we would be like, "Just talk English." Like, just give her a hard time. So, but now <laughs> I look back and I'm like, "Damn, I really wish mm -hmm. I knew Spanish." So like I, mm -hmm. I use like the the do what's it Duolingo app. Duolingo, yeah. Yeah, and I can listen to conversations and I know what they're saying, but I can't respond. Or I can mm -hmm. read something and I can know what the sentence says, but I don't know how to write it. And then when I yeah. talk, I sound like <laughs> yeah. I sound stupid. I can't even roll my roll my arms. Yeah, yeah that's that's me. <laughs> that's me. That is yeah. Me. So <laughs> and I also think it would. Like it makes you more, uh, it makes you more valuable in a, in a sense to know a second language. And I don't really think it matters the language, honestly. It just depends on like where you want to utilize it, but it definitely makes me more valuable to learn language. Mm -hmm. Something to something totally off topic though. When I was in Florida with Sabrina, she was saying how she's reading a book about like Alzheimer's and like certain diseases you get when you get older. And they said like learning languages and doing different tasks that forms new um, like nerve paths in your brain, mm -hmm. that helps prevent stuff like that. So I was like, that's pretty cool. Like learning a different language or like trying to use your left hand or your right hand. I know you're left handed. Trying to use your non-dominant hand. So stuff like that has been pretty, pretty appealing to me. Pretty cool to me. Mm -hmm. Now. It was like, have you heard of, um... Jim Jim Quick. Mm -mm. Quick um he's like he's a brain coach. He's the author of Limitless and it's like how to like study better, how to memorize more things, how to forget less things. And he got in, dives into stuff about like the science of that, how that works too. Um and like you don't think of like brushing your teeth left-handed <laughs> as something that to do, but the pathways that you can create in your brain, uh the uh neuroplasticity that you can create uh, it's crazy it's crazy what it can do um so if you guys want um book recommendation on like how to retain things better or study things and or read things faster limitless by jim quick is, is a good one um and then speaking of that i guess 17 type 
goes into this. Do things that make you uncomfortable. So like you know, they talk about you know taking cold showers or brushing your teeth with your left hand, trying to learn to speak a new language or anything like that. Um, do things that make you uncomfortable because if you stick with it, you're gonna get better at it over time, and it will get better, and you'll be ready for a lot more. Um, a lot, a lot of different situations that come up just because you've been putting yourself in an uncomfortable situation after a comfortable situation. All of a sudden, those things are going to get more comfortable and then you put yourself in another uncomfortable situation and just keep the process going. And it's going to lead to things that you never know that you expected. I remember uh, trying to think of, for for me, I think it's like when you talk about like like public speaking for me, I... No, I'm not, I'm not not the biggest fan of public speaking. But now looking at it, and like, like now I co-host a podcast, and now I can go on like do things that you wouldn't think of. But my freshman year, I took a um, public speaking course because I knew it was something that I wanted to get better at. I remember one time there was something, there was a topic that we had to present on. It was like something vulnerable, something like a big life-altering experience that I talked about my mom like um, and her battle with breast cancer because it was just fresh at that time. Um, and that was uncomfortable, but that was, that was super uncomfortable because I'm like, I'm not used to divulging stuff like that and people knowing kind of the deep stuff about it, but I did a like five minute presentation on that. And then at the end, people coming up to me sharing their stories about how they've been dealing with families with cancer and how, what they, what I said resonated with them. I was like, oh, snap. <laughs> like, I didn't think it was going to happen. I thought I was going through it by myself, but realizing the impact, just being vulnerable and having, um, being open about what you're feeling can have on other people. And I think it's just, I don't want to say that like spurred this moment, but I've always like enjoyed, you know, I enjoy talking into the microphone or talking into the mic now. Like, Starting the the DPT expedition with um, Damien and AJ, that came after the the George Floyd murder, and then we started talking. I remember we talked about our clinical rotations one time and how they were going and how our process could be better. I was like, like we could get in a lot of trouble for for talking about like kind of almost like I don't want to say bashing our clinical ed team, but we were just talking about how the process could be better. But um, I was like. It was uncomfortable, but it was a conversation that needed to be had. And um, I think, I think, I think it's just it what it opens up afterwards. If you stand by what you believe in, you stand by your experiences, and you stand on your truth, then you know you live with the 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 outcomes that come with it. Yeah, and then I think that's how you find your people as well, though. Mm-hmm. But if you mm-hmm. never tell about that truth, it's kind of hard to like live as your true self. I think personally. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed. Because you're always trying to be something that you're not. And it's hard. It's, it's hard. Eventually, it's, it's going to like, it, it, it is. It is. Eventually, you're going to get tired and you're going to be like, man, what am I doing? Like, why am I doing this? And then you start to, you know, get tired of it. And then you just start slowly making, like, all right, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm going to, you know, people don't like it. They don't like it. But, I'm content. I'm happy with the decisions that I make. Yeah, I think that's something that people, I feel like people learn that like in their late 20s. And I feel like that's something I, I think most people wish, like look back on and wish they probably would have came to terms with earlier. It would have made like, like easier. 
Yeah. Yeah, one thousand percent me. <laughs> yeah. Me too, kinda. Like I've kinda always been like, this is me, fuck it. But I think like now as I'm getting older, like it's getting like more intense. Like I'm starting to do that just in general. And it's great. Mm-hmm. It's a good feeling. But I'm like, damn, if I would have did this in college, probably things would be different. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I feel I feel you on that. I feel Things just about being comfortable in your with your voice and comfortable in what you believe in and being able to stand on it. I think now I think you've helped me with this too with some of my um just like standing on where I, where I'm like firm with dates or what I'm thinking like this is my this is gonna be what it is and being comfortable with that. And I feel a lot freer being that way versus you know trying to do something that you don't feel as comfortable with because you want to do what's right for other people, but maybe it's not the best for you. Yeah. And I think that like when you say, I guess like not trying to appease other people or I guess like making the right decision for you. I think when people talk about it, it comes off as if like you're careless and you don't feel bad about your decision. I think that when people who truly like put themselves first and are able to do things like that. They understand that they still feel bad, but it feels better to make that decision. Like you can, you can swallow feeling bad and live with your decision. Um, Cause sometimes I tell people like, just do it. And they're like, that it's not that easy. Like I feel bad or this and that. And I'm like, yeah, you have, you're going to feel bad, but you're going to feel worse if you don't make that decision. So I think it comes mm-hmm. off as kind of careless, but it's not, it's just, picking which pain you rather live with mm-hmm. yeah because it's gonna be there it's gonna be there regardless something you're gonna feel some type of way regardless of the decision that you make but you got to be comfortable living with it and trusting that you made the best decision for you at that time yeah i don't know if this was on a podcast that you and i listened to maybe it was on like alex hermosi i think it was on school of greatness but i, don't, I think it was an alex hermosi episode it was like when you're in your 20s you care what everyone thinks when you're in your 40s, you don't give a damn what people think. When you're in your 60s, you realize nobody was thinking about you anyways. Mm-hmm. I was like, that is so true. And I was like, I might be approaching my 40s right now. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe 60s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, I've been trying to tell you, you old. Don't yeah, jump. I'm definitely old. Mm-hmm. You old. Yeah. I think it's very empowering, though, to think like that. It's hard, but it's empowering. It's, it's super hard. Super hard. Yeah. Let's see where are we at. Um, eighteen. Eighteen. It's okay to be vulnerable. Uh, well, I mean, we kind of talked about this. I think these next couple are kind of we've already hit on, but I think they are important by themselves. It's okay to be vulnerable because you, know, you being vulnerable opens up, um, lets people see who you really are, see what you're about, um, understand that not everything is an Instagram real and not everything is good but you're going through human emotions human things as well and how you manage them how you overcome them is part of your journey and some people need to see that just to know that okay i'm not doing this by myself i'm not going through this for myself how can i um start on work on overcoming this um i think it starts with being vulnerable with yourself and you know trusting in the people that you know who are your who you've been rocking with um, who you know will, are going to lead you in the right direction, but not just going to say yes to everything that you want. 
um, but going to tell you what you need to hear when you need to hear it and you being okay with that. Yeah. I also think that men are starting to be more vulnerable now. And I think it's, it's good. Yeah. Yeah. I see, yeah, I, I think... see it a lot on like social media. You still have like some women telling men like they're soft or feeling a certain type of way, but I think it's important to like allow a space to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. I think, you know, you got younger people watching you. And if you have this persona that everything is great when it's really not, they're going to they gonna catch it. And But then they're going to be like, man, he did it this way. So I got to be just like that. Where if you are able to voice how you're feeling or voice what you're going through, then you can try and work on combating it. So you don't get to that point with that breaking point of feeling like, Everything is, you know, going down the drain. Nothing is working. You feel bad about yourself. Um, I, I think it's important to to be vulnerable and show that, you know, it's not everything is not the glitz and glamour. There's there's hard times too, but that's part of the journey. There's going to be ups and downs. There's peaks and valleys, but it's about how you manage them, and and overcome those those low lows and get to those high highs. Uh, number 19, you being you is your gift, is your best gift. People see that. Um, not everyone is going to vibe with who you are, and that's okay. Um, you you being you is going to attract the people that are supposed to be in your in your world, in your circle. And, and trust that, and trust that. You don't have to be like what everyone else tells you to tell you to be. I remember like in high school, I used to, people used to be like, I mean, you don't talk black enough, you talk, you're at inside out Oreo or whatever. And I'm like, so I used to try and like talk a certain type of way around certain people just so they like not say that stuff about me. But now I'm like, all right, like this is how I talk. And it's not what you expect, but that's okay. I'm cool people. I'm good people to be around. And I'm happy with the person that I am. I'm not trying to, you know, be someone just for you to, for me to fit the image that you have of me. But I'm comfortable in my own skin. I'm comfortable in, in what I say. And you don't have to agree with it. You don't have to, you know, um, be about everything that I'm saying. But just know that it's me. That's 100% me. And that's what I got to live with. And I got to be okay with that. Yeah. Um, I think I've seen a lot of people, especially in, like, the PT field, there's not a lot of, I would say, like, black people in the PT field is obviously increasing but it would be bothering me sometimes when I see like minorities in the PT field and like we can be having a conversation and then as soon as like a white person comes in they like switch up that pisses me off <laughs> like just talk how you talk you know what I mean like just talk how you talk all the time I understand like there's like certain ways to deliver information in front of certain people but it bothers me when people have to like switch up like that. So I think like just being you is like your best bet. It just bothers me when I feel like people feel like they have to uh, like, I don't know how to describe it. Like switch and be a different person in certain environments. And I'm just like, this is dumb. It makes me just not want to talk to the person. <laughs> Did you see that um, Deion Sanders, uh, interview with a report a black reporter 
and he was Dion. Like they were talking before going on the air, and then the dude apparently switched his switched his tone, switched his voice. And Dion was like, "All right, dog, you got to stop because you were not talking like that before we was on the air." And he's like, "You switched up because we got the camera rolling and now we're recording." And the dude was like flabbergasted because he was like, "I don't know what you mean. Like this is how I talk." And so Dion was like, "Let's do it again." And he did it again. And Dion was like upset because he was like, "This is not how you were talking five minutes ago." And I'm like, I'm just like, yeah, I don't know if I would have outed him like that on national TV, but or local TV. But I'm just like, I think you just gotta be comfortable with who you are and how you how you sound and and where you come from and you know people people see when you when you switching up and when you're not being your yourself. So I think I think that's 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 an important point that you brought up. Yeah, that that bothers me um, in the field, but. Anyways, twenty. Learn to talk to people. I think being in the PT field, you get to meet a lot of people from a lot of different places, and sometimes it's easy to connect with people. Other times, it's like you're trying to pull your hair out, trying to figure out how you can converse with them. But I think learning how to (laughs) learning how to talk with a lot of different people from a lot of different age ranges and a lot of different cultures will just be able to broaden your horizons onto you know where people come from change your perspectives a little bit and understand why you know some of my view what i view as you know something simple is going to be complicated in another person's eyes and me understanding that and being able to you know meet in the middle or meet the person where they're at to um you know help them along the way and plus I think you learn a lot from your patients if you sit and actually listen to what they're saying. They're in a lot of different fields. They can teach you a lot of different things. Um, if you just take the opportunity to to listen to them and get to know more, generally get to know more about them, then you never know what you know what you can get into and what you might what opportunities might present themselves. Yeah, I agree. I think we complain a lot about the amount of people we see on a daily basis, which is kind of absurd, but at the same time it does give you that opportunity to work on your communication skills and also develop genuine relationships and learn more about different fields, different cultures, um, different mindsets. So that's a plus to the work you do. Mm-hmm, 1,000%. And it's not just in the PT field, but it's any field. Like You can't do anything without other people. So it's in your best interest to get to know your people very well. And this kind of dives into my next um, point, my next lesson, learn to sell and ask questions. Learn to ask really good questions and don't stop asking questions, but also learn how to figure out if what you are providing can help them. And then if it can, figure out how to close a deal and you know get them into your world so you can help them get their results. Uh, I know you don't really think of PT, you don't really think of the selling aspect, but you think of more like, we're getting referrals from the doctors or the hospitals and that's going to be our referral source and we don't really got to do nothing. But I think, you know, that opens the gate for you don't really have any control of who's coming into your world. You kind of just got to see who's, who, who's in front. But if you learn how to solve problems, ask questions, ask questions, solve problems, and then, you know, be a good communicator about the, thing that you provide the the offer that you provide or the value that you provide then 
now you're starting to differentiate yourself. And once you provide on those results, and once you produce those results, then those people that you're working with, they're going to bring more people like them who would fit into your program. And then, then you're kind of off and running with, with, with um, your business, with your career, with your life and creating the, creating the life that you want to live. Yeah. Um, number 22, whatever you decide, go be great at it. So like I mentioned earlier, I want to go to the league. So I was like, I'm going to be the best basketball player I can be. And, you know, I still, I'm nice. <laughs> I'm not the best, but I'm nice. I feel like I've, <laughs> what's that look for, Keith? I didn't do anything. <laughs> yeah, look, look, you can catch the one-on-one -on -one work too. Like, uh, it's whenever, whenever. But I'm, I'm nice now, I think. But <laughs> if you would have seen me at, like, 20, probably probably my most skillful at 20 but i think now, now uh, i think it just putting it all together with the the strength and conditioning and with uh with the basketball like watching more basketball and you know so working on things like i think now it's kind of coming into a more picture but i made a decision to try to be the best i could be and that's kind of carried over to anything else i decided to do whether it's pt whether it's you know business how can i be the best i can be I want to get out of my own way and not get in my head and, you know, do what I and trust the process. Um, number 23, don't count out, don't count out what possibilities could be created. Like you never know what can happen deciding to chase your passions, whatever they may be. Um, there's a lot of potential out there to do a lot of great things and, it's up to us to make sure that we explore all those possibilities, whether it's because you've been exposed to different people or different opportunities, or you're in a different country, you're able to see, you know, how people are doing things differently. Like don't count out what's possible because a lot of things are possible. You just got to decide, make a decision and, and act on it. Yeah. I think that goes back to your previous lesson. I think once you set your mind on being great at something, you're going to like have the belief and then you're going to chase whatever like opportunities come your way. I feel like without that mm -hmm. belief and without like being set on it, you're kind of going to unintentionally miss out on possibility because you're not mm -hmm. completely sold on it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Number 24, learn to let go. Um, Mm. Or uh, and and forgive. I think, you know, growing up, it wasn't the easiest. It wasn't, you know, the most ideal circumstances. But because of those experiences, like I'm here now doing things that I didn't think was possible. And as much as I want to be mad at people, I have, you know, you have the right to be mad at people who might have done you wrong or treated you some type of way, but. Despite all that, you're able to able to overcome and get to this point now, and there's still a lot more left to be done, God willing. So, I mean, I, me trying to hold on to things that happened 15, 17, 20 years ago, that's not helping me now. And plus, I got to this point because of those things that happened. I said I was going to be like, I was going to do things the way that, you know, the things that some of the things that were done to me. And now I use that moving forward. So when it's my turn, I can make sure that the things that happen to me don't happen to, you know, my kids or the people coming after me. So 
think it's really important to to you know just let it go you don't got to hold on to it let it go forgive and be content with you know the decisions that you've made to get to your the point where you are right now because without those experiences you know you wouldn't be who you are right now and that's what the world needs i like that it's hard but i think it's it's necessary oh. especially <laughs> as, you, as you start to bring like other individuals into the world like mm-hmm. like a lot of stuff a lot of stuff can be prevented if like parents would let certain things go um but instead it like kind of is translated down to the kids and it becomes like a cycle so somebody has to let mm-hmm. go and forgive yeah yeah a lot of cycles that are trying to be broken right now and you see i don't know sometimes you you see you watch you you watch your parents and what they go through and some of the things that they don't tell you about what you know is weighing on them and then as you get older you start to recognize all right this is what they were going through um but you see the effect that it has uh, has on them and you don't want that to continue because they're still more like yeah our parents are getting older but there's still a lot more life to be lived and there's a lot that you know i hope to be able to show my parents and you know and obviously you can never repay them back but there's a lot that I want to do for them and, and, you know, thank them for, you know, raising me to be the way that I was and that I, way that I am. And, you know, I hope that, you know, we're just able to just work on just letting those things go and moving forward with our lives because you know, there's still a lot of life left to be lived. Um, number 25, hop on as many flights as possible and experience as many cultures. Uh, I think it's, you know the besides the being in Alaska and being so far away from everything and then sitting on the plane for so long, I think it's just really cool to be able to go to the places I've never been before. Like I hit, I hit Hawaii for the first time this year. I hit Amsterdam for the first time. Trying to hit Vegas this summer. I'm trying to go to places I haven't been, and I don't really got a lot of big responsibilities. So I think this is the time to do it. And then when I have kids, then you know, I hope to be able to take them places that, you know, maybe I haven't been before or they haven't been before just to experience different people, different cultures, um, see what it's like on outside of your little bubble of wherever you're staying at. Um, I think that's really important to, to see. Um, and, you know, hopefully next year is adding and getting onto the list. I've already been talking to my moms about going next February and now it's on her radar. So, um hopefully next next year i can go to gambia with my moms and you know go see what we're doing out there and go see where we come from and go meet some people i haven't met in person and and um you know hopefully just be a good experience to continue to diversify the 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 person the experience the, the person that i'm becoming and see change the perspective a little bit when's the last time you've been there I was four. Oh, yeah. that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. It's been a long time over there. I think a lot of time, um, it's just like the best times to go are like December, January. And it's always wow. been like school because it's not like 115 degrees. It's a little cooler. It's the, it's the, uh, it's a little cooler temps. And it's like, usually around that time, like Christmas, Christmas is a big deal. Like the holidays are a big deal. So, like a lot of like good times, a lot of parties, a lot of 
food, a lot of dancing, a lot of it's all like good good times, and that's that's the time to go. So um, usually around that time, like if I were to try and go in July or something, like it's hot, it's hot, and it's just it's also expensive coming from Alaska to uh, to Gambia. So now trying to save up some time and save up some some money to make that flight. Yeah, that should be fun. Is it oh, really yeah. 115 degrees or you were exaggerated? Like you I don't know about 115, but I guess about 100, yeah. It's, it's oh, hot. Nah. That's crazy. <laughs> I was trying to go around that time too. <laughs> yeah, like, look, I ain't trying to, I ain't trying to, my, my sister's been to um, like Dubai a couple of times and she'd be like, when she's gone, it's, I've seen like 116. I was like, no, absolutely not. 116, 120. And I was like, no, that's not, it's dry, that's though. not, yeah, but still, but still 120. <laughs> no, no, thanks. No, thanks. Uh, 26. Self awareness will get you far, will get you real far. Um, understanding what you're good at, understanding your strengths, understanding your weaknesses, understanding what you don't know, and trying to figure out ways to, you know, lessen the gap of between what you don't know and what you know. Oh, I think it's going to get you very far. Um, I think it's something that I've typically been pretty good at understanding what I'm good at, but you know, you, you think you're a lot better at things than you really are. So who, who knows? Maybe I'm not that self-aware, but I, I think it's something that I try to be really intentional about of understanding where I can fit in, where I'm comfortable at, what I'm good at, what I need to improve on and how I'm going to improve those things. And I think that starts with, um, stuff for and it's because I get caught out for a lot of stuff especially with like like that I don't uh that my communication style sometimes people don't people don't like how I communicate sometimes wow. um and so it's things that sometimes I don't it's like sometimes I think about trying to find the right time to say something and like I'm not big on just saying whatever comes to like especially if it's a serious conversation like I think there's a time and place for delivering a message and how you deliver I think that's important and sometimes I don't sometimes I wait a little bit before delivering that message and I think that makes some people some people close don't really mess with that I don't really like it until I come to be more aware of it and now it's like all right like how can I improve this situation moving forward um and make sure that you know I think also like now as I get older and now the decision don't just affect me but it affects other people also and trying to explain my thought process into why I'm thinking what I'm thinking and not understanding it's not just about me anymore it's it's about you know other people that are involved too so um I think that's something I'm that I've realized about myself that a lot of it's just been me go 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 and I need to you know I need to do a better job about thinking about other people that my decisions affect and I've been working on that hard yeah, I think the self-awareness piece goes back to a couple of your lessons. Like if you are self-aware and you know your strengths, know your weaknesses, you kind of know who can help you and who you can help and kind of use that theme of not having to do things alone and that gives you speed. And then that also helps your relationships with people. But if you don't know these things, you're kind of forced to do things alone and um not utilize the most resources you could. Mm -hmm. 
Exactly. Exactly. 27, ask why. So you don't, you don't have to, you should figure out the why behind things, why you're designed to do something. Why is this person designed to do that way? Is it because everyone else is doing it or is there a specific reason why? And you don't have to follow what everyone else is doing because they might be leading you to the slaughterhouse to, to, get, to get killed. But if you can open your eyes and ask why, maybe you find a different direction that's going to take you away from what everyone else is doing, but it's the best decision for you at the same time. So ask why all the time. Yeah, and it also develops like your perspective even if you think you know why always ask why kind of i mean i guess not in all situations play devil's advocate but i think when you ask more questions like that you gain a better understanding and you also possibly gain different perspective that you might mm -hmm. not have thought of before absolutely one thousand percent and the last one number 28 simple usually wins keeping things as simple as possible um, makes a decision-making process easier. And I think once you can build on the simple habits, the simple simple movements, simple simple things first, then it makes the more complicated things easier. Um, so as like, whether it's like in PT, if I'm trying to teach someone, get somebody strength, um, can they do a squat? Can they do a hinge? Can I do a press? Can I do the simple things good first? And then we can go to the more dynamic stuff. If it's, um, you know, just, uh, if it's like business, am I posting consistently? Am I checking in with my audience to see what they, to see what they have questions on? Am I, you know, responding to the people that have questions about whatever it is I'm posting? Or am I doing the simple things first, checking the things off? And as I do that, as you build on that consistency over time, it's just going to scale and scale the, the more difficult things being easy because you, you built the framework you built the foundation already and now you're just building on top of the accessories now yeah i think that goes for really anything once you start to get very complex i feel like you start to focus on the wrong things and start spending your time on things that don't really matter at the end of the day when you keep it simple you focus on the things that really drive the needle forward i have a question for Bye. you What's up? What is one bonus lesson that you learned this year so far? Mm. Um, I think it's oh, that's, a, that's a good one. I have a couple of things that come to mind, a couple of different situations. First is with um This is to not doubt your effort or not doubt your intentions. Um, I feel like there's now coming to, I'm getting ready for a big move and I'm about to leave a lot of what I know and what, what I'm comfortable with. And I've, I've gone back and forth with, am I making the right decision? Uh, I was really in my head about a lot of different things. And ultimately, it came back down to, am I going to be happy with the decision that I make? And am I going to, am I going to live with 
the if I make a decision, am I gonna ask what if, what if I had picked the other thing? So so like with like job situation, I was between two places. Each were great. Um, each had their own respective thing. Um, one of them would bring me closer. So what I was trying to get to, I think, in the short term. But the other one, I think, long term was going to help me out way more down the line. And I was really back and forth between what I was going to pick and kind of using some of these things. I was talking to the people that I was close to, um, you know, thinking about pros and cons. Like I wrote pros and cons down, wrote about, you know, uh, you know, prayed about it. Uh, I was deep, deep in the, because I, I really didn't know what to do. Um, but ultimately, I decided to pick one that's not official. You know, it is kind of official, but waiting for things to get finalized. But pick the thing that I thought was going to be best for me. And I'm going to make the rest of it, everything else work out. I just had to make that one decision first. You know, everything else with, you know, my, my family and, you know, my, my people and my people that are close. Um, I think you figure out I'm going to make it I'm going to make it work. Uh, like I made a decision that I thought was best for me and I don't want to live with any regrets and think I think I've learned from just this year that you figure out how to make things work you just, just it starts with one decision first and then you know you you make you make them as they as they come I like that I think all of your lessons throughout the 28 years kind of allowed that decision to be not I mean I guess you said it was hard obviously but I feel like having those experiences allowed you to like trust your gut and make the decision based off of what's best for you so the experiences in your life kind of made it a bit more easier mm-hmm. yeah for sure for sure well, yeah. it's like now it's now it's peaceful. Now you're I'm at peace with the decision and ready for the obstacles that are gonna come because I know they're coming, but I'm also excited for you know what the future holds also. Yep. You made a decision, but life is gonna keep life in. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Facts. <laughs> yeah. Anything else? Uh, that's it. That's it from the old man. That's it from the old man. All right, we'll catch you guys on the next episode. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the KMAG Audio Experience. Make sure to subscribe, give us a five-star rating and review, and we'll catch you in the next episode.